So there's all these studies about left-handed people. <laughs> They're always 10% of the population because society wants you to be right-handed mm-hmm. but left-handed makes you advantageous in many ways mainly in sports baseball yes you're like um the ringer or whatever you can like be unexpected in your serves and baseball and stuff so that keeps like us have this tiny advantage and it's like all throughout society 10 percent left-handed mm-hmm. i bat left and mm-hmm. i do left-handed Whoa. cartwheels and Whoa. i golf well, not that I golf or bat a lot, but I go left-handed. I don't know why. That's <clears throat> interesting. You would have been a what about fantastic like softball player. Ping pong ball, ping pong, or like tennis. No, I'm going right. Mm. I think. Mm. Yeah, I, for ping pong for sure. I don't know if I've tennis enough to even know pickleball. I've never played pickleball. It's I so don't want to go to the fucking pickleball court. It's really fun. I know. I'm going to take you. I'm, I'll go. Fine. <laughs> that was not hard. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I, I, I give in to peer pressure frequently. How's that worked out for you? I'm, here I am. <laughs> you tell here me. I am. You tell, you me. tell me. I'm here because you told me to be here. <laughs> it's uh, your house. <laughs> yeah, it is my house. You, you told me we were going to yes. your house. <laughs> it's true. I found out this week that I'm a triple water sign, which I didn't know. Like, I had never, I'm not a huge, huge astrology person. Like, I think it's very cool, but I've never really paid attention to it. And then I started thinking about it more and more. The more I'm around you and Dana, really, Lisa. I don't know why you're pointing Mm -hmm. that at me. But explain what a triple water sign is. It's like a triple threat, but all your threats are the same threat. Yeah. So like there are one card, you know, there are four (laughs) types of signs. Yes. There's water, air, earth, fire. Fire. The yeah. Aries is a fire fire sign. Uh, Scorpio is a water sign. Libra is air, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And Gemini is air. I'm pretty sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyways, because John's a Gemini and I'm surrounded by Geminis and Libras. Um, you're an exception, mm. but Definitely. my son is Scorpio. My moon is What's Cancer, your son's name? and my rising <laughs> my son Scorpio. It's a fucking cool name. And then my so rising, cool. I'm a rising Pisces, and I was like, oh, those are all the same thing. I wonder if that means something, and it just means I like I'm super emotional, I guess, and dramatic. Which no. I don't know. I don't know if it's because I live in comedy world or what, but I'm like, I'm not Whitney like. Whitney is not dramatic. I'm. I don't know. You get pumped I, up in like conversation, but that's just right. like fun friendship. I'm not like a huge like I'll cry, but I'm not weepy. You know, I don't know. You can't be. It doesn't. You're a little judgy. Judgy, and that I think is a Scorpio. Mm part of me. so how yes. are all of these yes, it is. determined is it like your birth time yeah yes. it's okay. the day location oh. and time okay and obviously like year and all that stuff so it's but where the planets are at that exact time in the exact place that you were born so but a lot of it doesn't change much like what is it yeah pluto is around for a while so whatever's in pluto you've got like my pluto's in scorpio and that's mm-hmm. just like kind of a generational thing like most of our pluto is in right scorpio. i'm 
using a cheat sheet for our mm-hmm. listeners. Mm-hmm. I am not fully this person. She I had to ask my mom when I was born a while ago, and I already forgot. I think it was really early in the morning. I it's on your birth I certificate. Oh, I look at that all the time. I mean, do you know where it Every is? Morning. Nope. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm pretty sure it's in a safety deposit it's box. It's not no. necessarily on all birth certificates. No. Oh. shouldn't be taken as truth necessarily oh. because uh, oh. mine was not. Oh, okay. Because my birth certificate didn't get assigned to me until I was adopted. Right. Which is Because you were technically unborn until then. I'm not a person until yeah. I have people that pay for exactly. me. Exactly. Exactly. I need a sugar daddy. <laughs> Get to one. To feel alive. To feel the sugar. Uh, oh. To pay for my sugar. What? Sugar daddy, take me home. <laughs> Sorry. Now I'm just singing Hedwig and the Angry Oh, yes. Um, I have not been this drinky on one of these in a while. I'm excited. I'm going to have to try and catch up to you. But I did drink my I believe in my you. thing quickly, Same. as I usually do. Yeah, I'm almost done mm-hmm. with it. I am a Libra sun. So like, you know, the sun is your and, actual yeah. sign. Yeah. So, I'm, you know, like, so you're Aries yes. and, Scor- and I'm Libra. And then I am a Virgo rising. So I present like I have my shit together. You do have your shit together. I present that way. Well, you do I it very well because at work, everyone's fake like. Fake it till you make it is a real thing and we can all adopt it. It is. But Lisa does like work stuff. <laughs> do work Like she's work. good at showing her work which i feel like i am the fucking worst at other than the fact that i post social media and so that helps because if it's populated you can go and see it yeah it's i've actually been wondering like what does whitney think about me now you seem like you are like i don't want to say you're way smarter than i thought you were because that makes (laughs) you sound like dumb in the beginning it's okay no that's fair but like when it you're you at work the way you talk is still the same you feel like lisa like you're not putting on like a this is lisa at work yeah persona but the stuff that you to my old boss maybe (laughs) but the stuff that you do it's very goal oriented and intricate and like you clearly have thought things out and you're able to show that you've done it and the reasons behind it and that to me is crazy not that you can't do that in real life no but but i mean you don't like i don't seeing you like that it's just blows my mind because i'm just so bad at doing that well, I just feel because for, you know, for 90 percent of our friendship, I've always just been like, oh, work. Bleh. Right. And then now it's like, now we work together at the same hey, place. When I when I was talking about like, oh, my God, we're crazy mm-hmm. at a podcast before we recorded. What do you think that meant now? Yeah, <laughs> like, now, yeah. you know, okay, so, what, so you're a Virgo rising. <laughs> <laughs> and and I am a Taurus moon, Taurus moon, which I was like, oh, so I'm like fussy with my emotions because your moon is your emotions. Mm. And it says this is likely the sign you most think of yourself as, which Taurus is typically pretty bullish. But mm-hmm. if you look into it, it's it's not so much that. But you're deeply loyal to the people you care about and try hard to maintain security and stability within those relationships. What that means is. You have abandonment issues, Lisa, mm. and mm. that is why this is just fueling that. So you don't know what time you were born? It was I'm pretty sure it was very early in the morning. Right. 
If we had a time, we could do a birth chart right now. I mean, I can ask my mom and then we can. Can be you stay text tuned. her now? Yeah. And then maybe by the end, we can get your. She'll be like, I blacked out. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. She's like, she oh, is drinking in <laughs> California yeah. at a winery. Well, what time is it there? It was like two hours earlier. Yeah. So she's not that drunk at noon. Mm. We'll ask. Yeah, mom. What time? Question, I, what time was how I many born? Wines have and you had? how many wines have you had? <laughs> Measure the wines immediately. So, Do they still have to put birth announcements in newspapers? I think you can choose to. It's okay. like having a wedding announcement in a okay. newspaper, which I'm because we feel didn't like, do. I mean, because it's not 1970. Yeah, it was like early 80s and before you like had mm-hmm. to, well they right? did like wedding announcements too right yeah, yeah like they do like a fun fun like article about like the popular people who were getting married or whatever yeah Not if me. you got a marriage <coughs> announcement in the newspaper yeah, you're basically like deal. the mayor now i'm just <laughs> disappointed in myself for not getting that we can do one now yeah, the two past and a half five years, years ago, <laughs> yeah. this couple missed their newspaper announcement because of COVID. Yes. See, we'll, there's a whole we'll thing we can do here. Oh, it's, you know what? I'd prefer, like, I love the statesman, but if I could get in the community impact, that's, that's the real yeah. spot. I just got one today, and I'm so excited to go home and it's read it. It's the best it. newspaper. Like, so it is. Also, give it to me. So we're not on um, Austin Energy. We have the PEC mm-hmm. and their little magazine is excellent there's like four or five articles about some fun texan doing fun things like raising cattle or like art and then they have a photo contest and Adorable. all these ways to save energy I and love that. it's just smiley and happy where's austin energy's magazine know, why are we not PC? getting this they're too busy stress <laughs> posting on their social please account. stop using so We're much energy sorry. Okay. we know that it's 100 degrees outside but we need you to calm down with the ac do you know the high I'm tomorrow worried. is 76? I know. Can we're, we talk what? about it? Yes, and it, bitch. And it might rain a little bit. Yeah. Like, where I are might we? be going. Yes. And we're going. Oh, are you going to the soccer game? No. Oh, okay. Fine. That's a whole thing. I want to. Okay. But. Uh, I want to go a game. Let's yes. pick one. I'm, let's go. To, let's just bust in tomorrow, Revy. Do it. But like, it's going to feel like such an, like, an actual <laughs> soccer football game. Yeah. And you can cheer and not worry about like dripping sweat yes. immediately. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be like kind of like overcast and like <gasps> London-y. All I want to do is go to one of the soccer games and have it be cold and be able to like wear a scarf. So I've yes. only been to one and right. it was the very last one last season. And it was like this cold front and oh, it had been yeah. like cold raining all day. And Daniel got tickets ran. And I'm like, I don't know. We went and it was cold and rainy, like Londony, and everyone had those scarves on. Oh, we're like that's yelling. So fun. It, it ended up being really real. fun. Yeah. Yeah. Mom and Spencer had those tickets, I think, for the last game because we went to the yeah, first I one. I texted you and yeah. you're like, not here. I'm like, yeah. did they Dana. enjoy it? Yeah, of course. They love it. It stopped good. raining right when the game started, so it was like perfect. Oh my god. I know. Like those green lights came on and the rain stopped. Oh. And before we lights. even sat down, it was like 1 to 0 already. Super exciting. Yeah. They kicked their butt. It was Casey, I remember. Mhm. Go Austin FC. Whoop, whoop. Um, they won their last game, so hopefully they'll win this They're Sunday. doing pretty good, right? They're, They're top of the division. Second They're year. They're number 1. Get so this. They're, yeah. They're doing really good. 
And this is all now right. a sports podcast about yeah. soccer. But I already said all the things that I know. Well, <laughs> the only other thing I know is Fagundes seems like a really fucking cool dude and a nice guy. He does. And um, Alex Ring is the captain. And See, that's an Stu is fact. the keeper. Oh, and yeah. There is also, good. Stu is good. And then there is also Driussi. And he... What touches the ball with his foot okay at certain times uh-huh and there you go he's not a hand man he's no a he's he's a footman or a uh, head man a head head and foot you know what man. typically i would never say this but if you are listening please let us know your favorite austin fc player, player. and what they do yes not necessarily Is the position what do they do? Yeah. They kick it? You know, what are what's their hobbies? Interesting, yeah. What's interesting <laughs> do is they seem chill. <laughs> you can view the salaries of all of the players. But and like, there are players that we make more money than them. It's because it's like a minor league. It, well, minor it's league not minor baseball league. Baseball is like. Austin FC isn't minor cheap. league. It's okay. actual, but it is American. People don't take the American League as seriously. No NFL player. I don't, do we no. even have a minor league for soccer? Yeah, it's isn't the minor league here. It's the one that plays out at Coda. It's like the Austin Triumph or something. Yeah, <laughs> that's a Jigglepuff group. They're oh. just the <laughs> it's Austin, a Pokemon. I don't know, like ACCs, <laughs> Charizard. Yes, <laughs> that's what they are. No, the Austin Bold. I think that's what they're called. Bold. Mm. Um. But they play out at the yeah they play out at Coda. How did they, they were here before Austin? I FC. kind of avoid Coda. Fuck yeah, because it's so it far so, away. Yes, and parking is up. Yeah, also, yeah. Get Chuff. some more entrance and exit, or points. even or like, you more know transportation out there Just somehow. Put, if there was more infrastructure out there in general, like if I could go to a bar and yes. get food and a cocktail yes. before going yes. to a show. Yes. That would be better. Even like a brewery warehouse. Give me that. Yeah, they love that brewery shit out there. So I will say they love that shit. shit. I had to go to a brewery last night. I had to drink beer. Oh no! I'm sorry. It made me like I've been tired all day, and I think it's because I drank beer. beer. So I did go to F1. I think, or maybe it was MotoGP (sighs) one year, and they let us park some dude. That mm-hmm. lived on That's the cool. outskirts was yeah. like you can park you at the can houses. park and I parked and they were like twenty dollars I think for like the whole weekend I'm like okay and we came back he had like grilled hamburgers and he was like you can camp oh here and stuff here's a Lone Star I was like that okay. happened to me and John <laughs> yeah. too Woo. I was, it was pretty fun who is hot. this gentleman he was great and he like had it all organized so like we were all packed in we could all get out yeah. like he had it worked out when like, I went to F one we did the same thing yeah and it was like genuinely like i was like this is what human yes. bonding is yes. like like it is like it was, those moments like you sent me that <laughs> fucking roller coaster thing where it's like that moment of like these yes. people know what to do to yes. fix this problem and they banded together and people they're, out there they're just nice like they had tacos yes. when we came back and we water sat for the us fire and stuff. yes we sat on the family fire. i wonder if it was the same one. y'all sat around we a fire yes. with the family yes with Fresh made burgers and a cold Lone Star. Yes, they have like I an outside party, like time. cool, like hangout area. I wonder if we parked in the same place. If, you had like to different F one. There can't Probably. be more because this was the Taylor Swift F one. 
Yeah, when we walked walk by that, the helipad, we walked through the helipad, yeah. and John and I took a picture I in front of a helicopter too. that had just landed, <laughs> yeah. and people thought we took a helicopter. If you to weren't Coda. at the same place, that would be far weirder than yeah. y'all have completely. Oh my place. god, I wonder if we parked at the same place. I can't. Remember. I, I don't know if it was the Taylor. I just Swift remember she was like, great though. This was the greatest. Well, if it had been Taylor Swift, we would have been there together like we would have met up at taylor swift yeah so. i went out there like, for alanis morissette last summer oh, so would, or at the end I of the summer done it. i would have done yeah that so i'm hard. surprised you didn't we got tickets to the radio station taylor was fun now she was like a whole new conversation <laughs> I have to have. taylor was like i'm sick <laughs> let's rock and yeah. her show was great yeah sick my butt she's, <laughs> i'm she's, cute sick y'all i love so delightful tickets for kendrick lamar at moody center were two fifty for like shit seats. No, and then I looked up tickets for Lady Gaga's uh, Chromatica, like World of Chromatica in Dallas, seven fifty for pit tickets, seven thirty for VIP. I got the time, ladies. What is my your mom time? says she can't remember exactly between eight thirty and nine a.m. No. on April nineteenth. Okay. Yes, steal her identity. Yeah, thanks for telling. <laughs> Um, we haven't introduced. We myself. haven't. Let's say we our haven't names, introduced. And then me. I'm gonna make I'm gonna make new cocktails because I want cocktails. another one. I would too. Okay. So go then. My name's Rebby Cohen. Mm-hmm. Guest starring today. She is guest. Do you have starring. a hyphen yet? Are no. you gonna hyphen? Are you gonna change your name, Lisa? It's this okay is if a you dis- don't. I don't believe a, in changing your name. This is a topic I've been asked many times in the past few months. You know what? And I don't but think I'm going to change it, ladies. Yeah. I, I don't think I, I'm going to change it. Hell yes. Okay. But. Whitney hasn't changed it. I have not. Compromise, though. You could be McCohen. Well, we've talked about it so many times. Because I want John to be John so bad. <laughs> I mean, that's not a compromise. That would be a. Le-layered. Well, we keep talking about hyphenating Which or doing that and or there's not enough Jewish delis in Austin and we're going to open a McCohen's. I mean, how okay. great would that be? And I it like could be like an McCohen's. Irish, say, Jewish, Irish hybrid, Jewish hybrid, like lots of potatoes, lots of schmear. Yeah. I would be there a thousand percent of the time. Thanks. Potatoes Everyone has said and that. <laughs> like, would you like a lox potato? And yes, it's like that a sounds baked potato great. with cream cheese and lox on it. Give me hash browns with a salmon. Yes. Well, oh, that's like those vodkies um, like we had. But like on a mincemeat pie or oh something God. like that. Okay, say your what name. What city were you born? Austin. Okay. Uh, I'm Lisa Friedrich. And then I'm Whitney Lamond. And yeah, Haley has COVID. So that means all three of us got COVID this year. You, me, and Haley. Cute. In Weird 2022, even. like 2000 and late so late to the I party i am and immune convinced she's immune are you, i'm serious are you serious? 1974 <laughs> i didn't want to say it on i already said i mean i'll bleep it out no you can leave it it's funny or i'll it, i'll post like, over I'm it and be like 21 1974 <laughs> um yeah just like do something weird it's over fine. it i'll do that okay i'm gonna make us cocktails two hours later just I did join my, co-star i did why my, are you a coward i'm sorry i don't like downloading apps it's a good app it reads your ass God, it'll give you notifications that are like okay, bitch wrap down. those packages quit putting it off and i'm like oh my god how did you know okay i'll download okay, I'm downloading co-star <laughs>
I'm sorry. I'm angry. John is mad at me because I never, ever, like, I refuse to download any apps because it's stupid, except for ones that I think are fun, like the shark one where you can see sharks oh. that are in the ocean at this, that moment. This girl in my work wants me to download <laughs> because it's important. Zelle. Oh, and yeah. I refuse. Oh, yeah. Well, Zelle is Bank of America's Venmo. Well, I Chase. don't have Bank of America or Chase. I actually Chase. do have a Chase. It, is, it is Bank of America, too. Zelle. Really? Mm-hmm. I pay my landlord through Zelle. Mm. I pay and my father paid me check. a disgustingly low amount of money for dog sitting for a week. Rude. Wait, what is the star sign thing called? CoStar? CoStar. Okay, so we're all downloading CoStar because we figured out Rebby's birth time and she is an Her Aries sun. She's an Aries and a sun, Taurus, Taurus rising, rising, and Taurus and moon. moon, which is very Taurus-y. I still feel very Aries-y. Aries-y. aries Well, I think at a certain point, Aries turns just into, like, fury. Mm. See, I wouldn't say I'm an angry See, person, no, though. Or, but like, Rebby, overly okay. emotional. I no, think I Rebby, wouldn't call me that either. Rebby is more of a... <laughs> no, we really. have yeah. a diagram. Oh, yes. Rebby is probably a blue-red. She might be a red-blue. Okay, blue Give top me Rebby wants... Because she's a detail-oriented, yes. like, smarty pants. Especially work-related. That, But she... Rebby's, like, texting style. <laughs> and, like, like... Get it out. Yeah, whatever. it's like... Okay, it's, what are I we would doing? switch red and blue. Okay, see, that's what I had at first. That is what I, I thought. I hate details. No, but you're. But like, I am good at math. But I yeah, realize you're good that's at an math and like analytics oh, and stuff like yeah. that. Whitney, yeah. we should read our discovery insights <laughs> on one of these. One we time. should. Okay, this is too much. It's a lot. <laughs> and then there's ten minutes of talk where we're just signing up for an app. Fun. <laughs> It'll be fun. You know who I'm from? Oh my God, who? Haley, my sister. All double wides on here. Disgusting. I would Libra, never. Capricorn, Scorpio. See, that's what I'm saying. Everybody's either a she posted, Libra or a She posted Gemini. on my next door the other day, and I like read it, and I was like, that can't be the same Haley. It and then is. I look back, I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot. Haley, also, her name is spelled H-A-Y-L-Y. Like, there's n- not a lot of people with that. And Lamont. There's no way. I don't I think just, there's a like, single Haley Lamont to, her. I don't know if y'all ever look at next door. It's people yelling. So what did Haley like, post about? Well, I've never been to her house, so I don't know what street she's on, but she was like, apparently they added like a middle median thing mm. somehow, like sort of like a mini roundabout. But like, <laughs> according to her, one side was like really lopsided and like you could barely fit. Her words were like barely a bicycle or something. And so it was I'm picturing like a street and being like way over here. Right. She was just like, y'all need to fix this. And I was like, I love it. <laughs> Haley is Haley is definitely, if she ends up being like the head of her neighborhood watch group, I would not be surprised. Daniel's like, an HOA board yeah, member. And they bitched for an hour this morning about rainwater collection tanks and how they're an eyesore. Oh my God. What's no, they are not. Take on it? He was like, do it. We've been talking for too long without Word, doing stories. dog sitting. My, Dino just sent me this picture. That's adorable. <laughs> oh my God. Dogs with sunglasses, top 10 cutest things. That looks things. like a grown, the dog I'm watching. It does, kind of. You but know what I should do for my story not. today is just read that fucking novel my mom <laughs> sent me about how to take care of this. Remember dog. to take it to go potty. Like uh, it was so silly. Um, he poops this amount of times a day. It, Rebby, the first, the first paragraph. Are you dog sitting? Yes. Okay. The first paragraph included 
he likes his sound machine. He prefers this sound and this sound. He has a and white noise machine. She sent the <laughs> machine home with us. It's so funny. Here, <laughs> we should start. Yes. And I can go first if y'all want, unless you want to go first. I Rob. like going first. You like to going get first? It over with. Okay. To get it over with. But because then I can like relax sure. a little bit sure. more. It's okay. not like a thing. I'm, oh. He's Poop very, ball. he's a little baby golden or little doodle something. He's a golden doodle. Golden doodle. Deedle doodle. The fucking okay. pumpkin spice doodle. latte of dogs. I mean, there's a reason everybody likes it, and a pumpkin spice latte is de fucking licious. Tell us your story, Rebby. So I have decided I'm gonna be the like science, like medical okay. special guest. I like that. I don't know if I remember last time I talked to Doctor Cullen that like disease that they talked about in Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so this is about a scientist. His name is Tycho Brahe. Forgive me if I mispronounce anything. A lot of stuff is Danish. Sounded right. Well, I, I know how to pronounce his name, but there's other stuff. Um, he's A lot of stuff is like Danish in this story. He was a scientist born in 1546. He was a Danish astronomer known for his accurate and comprehensive astronomical observations. Basically astrology. He was born in Scania, which is now part of Sweden. He was known as a astronomer, astrologer, and an alchemist. Whoa. That comes in later. So That's like all of Austin's 20-somethings right now. <laughs> they're doing alchemy? Yeah. They're like, well, test that drug. Let's make sure it doesn't have fentanyl in it. That's alchemy. true. That's true. Test more of them. Jesus. So he has been described as the first competent mind in modern astronomy. He kind of changed a lot of views. Back in the day, people didn't know absolute dog shit about what was going on in the mm-hmm. celestial world, and they were just making stuff up. So he kind of steered us on a good path that stuff is still known today from some of his observations. So he was the heir to several Denmark, uh, several of Denmark's principal noble families. He also was kind of in we're, the... I'm sorry, we're one of those families, Ikea? Um, <laughs> probably. The family Ikea. Come in with paper dress. The Kyrgyz. So he was at a time... Okay, so there was two conflicting ideas. The Copernicus view, which is where we orbit the sun, and the Ptolemaic view which is where the sun orbits us Mm -hmm. flat earth and he was kind of intrigued by both and was kind of trying to combine because they both kind of had like certain elements that ended up being correct but they were obviously both wrong for different reasons so he tried to create his own model called the Tychonic system wait so we don't orbit this orbit the sun (laughs) so (laughs) we do but it was like these weird spheres there's like this whole section i probably not going to talk about it because it's really complicated sorry there were these orbs they thought were that were like placed on top of each other and that's how planets were kind of like intertwined and they didn't like touch but they like weirdly fit together yeah that was the thought up until he came around move around faster than others and there was also a big belief that nothing was beyond the moon that was like at the time the moon was the farthest thing everything we see was closer to us than the moon well i mean prove that that's wrong well so he did that which (gasps) is what's really cool about him and he was one of the last dudes that never had access to a telescope and he still figured all this stuff out 
So he was a smart I'm fucking guy. Stupid. I'm an idiot. Like, ask me what like nine plus seven is. I won't. Well, I was I won't, thinking. I won't know if you're right or wrong. I don't know. Well, I was thinking about this earlier though. Like, can you imagine being a scientist in 1570? Like, you could just like notice an apple dropping and be like gravity, and people would be like, what? I'm gonna stab you. What <laughs> well, you just said is blasphemy yeah, what happens, like no god did that yeah well what happens is you have this view and people think you're crazy and you might mm-hmm. get murdered and then later they're like wow that guy was right <laughs> like jesus years later murdered him just like <laughs> jesus yes so his father was named odie uh, his parents were Aww. named odie and bet betty B-E-A-T-E. They grew up in a like really great castle. Grew up very well. By the way, he is a distant relative, a nine times removed first cousin to James Duty, James Duty Dench. Dame Judy Dench. Got her, got her, got her. So he was the oldest of 12. James Duty. He was the oldest of 12 siblings, eight whom lived to childhood. But when he was two, his uncle was just like, I'm going to kidnap you. What? And raise you for my own. And his parents were like, cool. Yeah, I do think it. that happened. <laughs> like, I don't know. It, make, it makes sense to me. I'm for it. Well, I mean, if you have that many kids, and they were childless, so it was like kind of helping like, them out. Well, just, yeah, like, I, this just take opened him my off world up quick, to like, yeah. oh, if one that of my been you. three brothers has like, oh, we've hit our max, I'll be like, what's up? Yeah. We'll just, just take it. There you go. So his uncle was pretty interesting. Jorgen Broth. <laughs> I just like the butchering the, the way names. With the, yeah. the physical way yeah. of saying Watching Ruby mouth these is pretty great. So he was in the Swedish army and he won this great battle and became really good buddies with the Danish king Frederick II. But he unfortunately died right after this amazing battle win because him and the drinking is a big theme in this. They were very drunk and the king fell into the Copenhagen Canal and he jumped in after him and quickly got pneumonia and died. Wait, but did the king live? This is the uncle. The king lived. He comes back later in the story as well. Also just like dying on something easy like that. You know what I'm not jumping in after? (laughs) A president or a king Mm -hmm. or a government official Mm -hmm. in 90% of the time. Yeah. In the poop water because that's what you That's what all the rivers were for back then was poop water. So, um, very bright dude at the age of 12, he began studying at the University of Copenhagen. The time he learned a lot about Aristotle and his physics, um, and he wanted, his family wanted him to be a lawyer, but he was told that a solar eclipse was happening soon. He went out and it didn't end up happening on the day it got predicted. It was a day off. He experienced the solar eclipse, changed his life, was like, I'm going to be an astronomer. By the way, you were a day off. I'm going to figure out why and change like all the textbooks and figure out how to predict this kind of stuff in the future. So, and he ended up, you know, becoming more and more famous, different famous oligarchs and whatever started kind of asking him to kind of help study and um, expand the knowledge of the time. So, fun fact, he went then to University of Rostock. He was starting to learn about medical alchemy and bot- botanical, botanical medicine. He ended up going into a sword duel with his like third cousin. Ugh, they dramatic. started arguing about who was the better mathematician. <laughs> Nerds. <laughs> 
So they like got in a fight at a party. They decided to squash it. And then they just later decided to have a duel completely in the dark. And his cousin ended up chopping off a very large section of his nose. Oh, no. <laughs> he had a large scar on his forehead um, and ended up getting a prosthetic nose, which he glued to his face. I'm sure that looked great. And later, after they dug him up multiple times, they found out he had different noses and he would wear a brass nose most of the time. But for fancy occasions, it was gold. I mean, Stop. to have a brass or a gold, I mean, gold nose. Yeah, it's an accessory. What I, if noses hmm? were accessories? What if also, we can you glue? Can noses? you imagine gluing no. your face every morning? Like, bloop, bloop, bloop. I'm sure it looked fucking awful, and it probably the like smelled actually, gross. Oh gosh, you know. Hopefully, we washed it every he was night. Taking it off. Well, at least weekly. If you don't have, well, did a they nose, know weeks? Then? What about like snot? Like, do you have to sneeze if you just have like two? holes in your face i think it was like up here yeah (sighs) okay okay so he then ends up getting falling in love with kirsten so he was a very noble man with high ranking and a lot of recognition so back in the day she was a commoner in the dutch law you could marry a commoner but they didn't like actually recognize themselves as being married and the commoner and your children never ended up claiming any of their rights land holdings coat of arms or the last name of the dad oh so so it was like like, you can live together and chill but we're kind of like letting it happen but you're not recognizing the same right but they did the money stays with your family not with you well it would have like brought him down sure so, but they ended up living together for 30 years and they had eight children together. That's so, sweet. Quite worked out. Damn the man. Any stealing worth children? Like, just. <laughs> yeah. Do they have any uncles that need those kids? Probably. So, back to King Friedrich II, who. Thank you. Really was a fan and he realized he was an up-and-coming scientist that they could use. Let's, like, bring him into no- noble circles and we can, you know kind of take all his findings and move forward with it. So he decided to give him an island where he was able to just build this gigantic badass laboratory, observatory, whatever whatever he ever needed. And cool. he had like staff. He ended up creating his own paper mill so that he could write all these publications. They would just like crank it out whenever he found anything. It was this like giant castle with a basement because all of these instruments he built were all very state of the art, were very like sensitive to the elements. So he had this like basement cool observatory and he ended up for like five or six years having like all these students come and they all just like leaps and bounds in learning about like the Copernicus theory and kind of why it had some issues and he ended up discovering a star so like I said earlier um the time the general thought was nothing was beyond the moon and everything was kind of stationary and there's this thing is called the parallax which is kind of how you view things like imagine when you a put parallax view well when you dump what? when you put like a, a um oh. a straw in water sure views you see the it, so right. it's, yeah. that has a lot to do with how we can figure out star movement because kind of like how you're viewing it 
And he also coined the whole idea of like, you can't just look at something and figure out what it is. You have to study the exact star every single day for years and years and years. And Mm -hmm. you can like see tiny movements. And that's how he concluded that like stars were beyond the moon and they weren't planets. And um, he ended up writing a book, De Nova Stella. And he actually ended up coining the term Nova, which is now we use. Mm -hmm. And his star was called SN 1572. It's in the constellation Cassiopeia. Oh, um, I love that. And so he just kind of was the first guy to figure all this stuff out. And De Nova Stella, he wrote some Latin, and he is basically a naysayer to people that don't believe him. It says, oh, thick wits, oh, blind watchers of the sky. <gasps> Damn. I would He's be like ready to fire. Yeah. I'm not smart enough for it so on his island not only did he study a lot he was a big partier big surprise so he had lots of people come had many parties he had all the money so he apparently went to a banquet in prague and unfortunately mysteriously died 11 days later they later found out he had some sort of kidney issue which was aggravated by the fact that at the banquet, he was too polite to get up to use the bathroom after oh, he had been drinking excessively. Pee. You always pee. And they found an excess of urea in his blood, which also... Oh, he had pee blood. Well, it was like getting all like backed yeah. up. Um, God, and this is so not helping the fact that I have to be <laughs> so bad right now. Rumors also he potentially could have had prostate cancer. Also, at the time, he had a very close colleague, Kepler, who went on to also discover a lot oh, of yeah. really great stuff. Rumors are maybe he was like <gasps> slightly jealous oh, of wow. he had some secret <laughs> um, room slash documents that he was kind of trying to do whatever he wanted with, but didn't give Kepler all the access. So there's like rumors maybe he poisoned him because they found mercury in his beard. But it also could be from his alchemy experiments. Lots of mercury was floating around. Anyway, and he's been exhumed twice because people wanted to know more about the nose. (laughs) And they wanted to know about the mercury. Uh, Most likely it really was just maybe potentially prostate cancer. But you never know. There's now a museum at his old observatory site. That's cool. He's in Edgar Allan Poe's poem, All Ararov. He also is potentially referenced in Hamlet when he says star that's westward from the pole is probably the star he um, mm, identified. Oh. Like in 16, whatever. Yeah, and he's like had a bunch of documentaries written about him. We know like actually a ton about this guy from 1572. And he kind of changed the way we look at astrology. Interesting. I thought he was a pretty cool dude. Did he take his nose off at parties? (laughs) That's my question. Or did he, when he was doing uh, a kind mouth thing for a woman, did he take his nose off? (laughs) Oh, I would want him to keep it on personally. But I also would not. Like, that's a real 50-50. Like, don't let me see you take it off. But I also don't want. Right. Like, it could be. That's a hard metal. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. This is the real conversation. Yeah. The acidity could change the color That's of the brass. That's true. Like, don't fuck up my pH. Yeah. Yeah. That. 
I'm, 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 I'm barely I'm hanging just... <laughs> on. It's fucking the 1500s. Yeah. Jesus. I have so many just questions like that you will know you can't answer, but it's more about people not having noses. Like if your nose gets mostly chopped off, like how much can you still smell? Like it is still there, like your olfactory, whatever they're called. This man changed the way we look at stars, and you're over and here I'm obsessed worried about with his noselessness. <laughs> I'm nosy about his noselessness. Well, I'm. I have to pee before I, I get pee. We're blood. gonna pause. Don't get pee blood. <laughs> ten, years ten years ago. Oh God, kill me! It was close. It to probably ten years ago. no. Was it ten years ago? When, Mad Max Fury Road. There is a guy the people eater and he has a fake nose because supposedly eating human flesh makes your oh, oh. nose deteriorate like that. Do you remember I never that guy? Picked a, I don't remember him, but it, the image is making sense. I think I was just so focused on my husband. What's making his name? Tom Hardy? Nope. Oh, uh, the kid. Mm-hmm. Oh, what's his fucking... I want to I want to call him Daniel Radcliffe, but that's not him. No, I want to call him Tony, the but that's the same in Skins. Skins. Ugh, Skins. Mm. I love Skins Why so much. Why does it do that to your nose? I don't know. I think that also might be just kind of like a lore See, thing from it. See, that all just looks like frostbite Tony to me. Skins. What is his name in real life? Isn't it? Nicholas Holt. I was like, mm. why isn't this the first thing that pops up? Why is his actual Tony Stone? The wiki's gonna pop up yeah, first because they I think know. you want to know more about how, why did that bus hit him? I need to rewatch Skims. Hearing the theme song for Skims gives me skins. like or Skims. What? Sorry, not Kim Skims. Kardashian I'm sorry, Schill Skims. Are you doing right now? I know. Uh, <laughs> hearing the theme song for Skims though, the do 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 do. There was we don't need an American. I'm not and gonna play it. I might put it in. I British might put it in. Version, right? Yeah, yes. but the American the, version didn't take off. The British version yeah. is incredible. Oh no! I, my mom was like really into it. We watched it together a lot. The British version mm-hmm. of Skins, really? I love it was that. So it's good. so dramatic. It's so like, dramatic. Also, I I don't know Cassie if it's just has my heart. Cassie. Chris has my heart. Mm-hmm. So many they good were so people. Troubled. Green Knight. I, yeah, so many of those. All of them have gone on to on do to good do. stuff. Yeah, like um, basically well, not all, all of them. Effie's not. I mean, she Effie she was did some uh, she's Effie. I'm is thinking about the one woman, the alligator show. The the she was in that horror movie where there's a flood and alligators like are attacking Ew. Effie. Okay, um, I'm about to delve into some drama. So when you say delve. No, Rama. I don't mean Delvey. Oh, you don't want to talk about her art show? Oh, God, I, I saw didn't a lot know of she had an art show. Recently. Is she out of jail? I don't no, know. she's still in jail. I thought she's, in, no, she's um, in ICE, jail. like, detention or something. Maybe. I know she's still not free. Mm. Yeah. So let's talk about some drama, and I am going to say that this is from a extremely good read from the new yorker the article is called the worst boyfriend on the upper east side it was written by lauren markham on april 27th 2022 i wanted you to say lauren michaels lauren lauren michaels yes it's summer 2018 remember where you were remember where you were it's pre-covid you know it was probably a pretty good summer actually maybe not i had a i don't know whatever So 
I don't remember. Our writer. I don't either. She's talking to her friend Julia, and oh, Julia had mom. just seen. Look at that. Julia just learned that her mom had a new boyfriend. We're calling her mom Rochelle. Okay. Rochelle, the mom. She is in her 70s. She's been divorced for a long time, like 30 years she's been divorced. She's Ew. casually dated, but she's never really found anybody, right? Yeah. And she meets this guy on a site called Our Time, which caters to mm -hmm. people who are over 50. It's like farmers only, but... Yeah, oh, but for older this? people, okay. her mom's all excited about it. So Rochelle's first date with this guy was in the Surrey, which is a luxury hotel on East 76th Street in New York City, which is not far from where Rochelle lives on the Upper East Side. So fairly wealthy, right? Upper East Side is Sounds a wealthy fancy. area There's of New York. assumptions to be made, for sure. So the man is named Nelson. Ew. And she's like... I'm already over it. He's handsome, slim build. Throughout this article, they always emphasize that he has a full head of hair. <laughs> that's and big at 70. Yeah, it's he's in his mid-60s. That's a giant plus. in England. Yeah. Nelson, he's cute, got his full head of hair. He's in business. He's in the middle of a major deal. He also says he's an art dealer. He's wearing a showy watch that he keeps flashing. And what year is this? 2018. Thank you. And Rochelle, the mom in her 70s, is like, I think this guy's really cute. His showiness with this watch is a little bit of a turnoff. But other than that... He is super fun and charming and everybody like they go into restaurants and people recognize him like he seems fun yeah. and like a cool dude. Right. I really like that. She dead ass was like the watch is a lot. Yeah. The watch is a lot. But Rochelle, what's up? Let's other than that, out. tremendously fun. So they meet up again. They go out a couple times. Nelson treats every time he tips well. People are really into him. And he is really loving Rochelle. He says that he could spend all day looking at her, which, oh my God, Aww. love it, right? Yeah. In just a few weeks, they decide to like, you know, legit date each other. So they're, they're a couple now. Nelson, all the time, he's like, I have a few homes, like I have an apartment in London, a house in Saint-Tropez, and he lives on 35 East 63rd Street, which is a mega mansion on a block and a half from Central Park, and it had been converted into luxury apartments. So he's like highfalutin, top of the town Mr. Mm -hmm. New York guy. A lot of he tells her, I love New York, but, you know, I have so many houses. I feel like settling down in Connecticut. What if we, like, just kind of casually looked at houses together and stuff? And at this point, they had been dating for about two months. And Rochelle is kind of like, well, that's really fast. But also, like, you seem to kind of just be one of those people who moves quickly um, and has a lot going on. So whatever. Nelson sets up a meeting with a high-end New York City broker. And Rochelle is going to go. She was like, it's kind of weird that we're meeting with like a New York City broker when you're talking about moving to Connecticut. Wouldn't you want to talk to a Connecticut broker? Mm -hmm. And he's like, no, 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 no. This is someone I know. They have all the right connections. But also, I want you to go to this meeting alone. Flag, mm. flag, flag. Yeah. Oh, that's like and the 50th also, flag. Okay. do not mention me. Mm. Also, make sure that it's as if you're looking for real estate yourself, not with me involved in any way. Nope. And nope, she's nope. like, okay, that's weird, but uh, whatever. Not too long after Rochelle finds Nelson and he's super distraught and he's like, 
I need to make this important purchase, but my broker is off the grid right now because it's Friday night. So I can't get into my bank accounts and I can't access this money that I need. I hear this story so mm-hmm. many times from it girls. Sounds Come like on. Tinder swindler shit, yes. right? Yes. And eight million other things. Yeah, and a bunch of other things. So he's like, I need $7,000. And Rochelle's like, well, I don't have that cash on me right now. But my daughter, (gasps) the friend of the writer of this article, does. And Nelson is like, oh, my God, call her up. (laughs) And she's like... He's like, tell her that I will give her her money back on Monday, plus like an extra $500 because I just need it right now. And Julia, the daughter, is like, no, this is creepy. She had she was already in a bad mood because she had had knee surgery. And she was like, because reminder, this mom is in her 70s. So the daughter is probably in her 40s to 50s. Right. And she's like, absolutely not. Like, I've never really felt good about this dude. And now he's asking you to borrow $7,000 and you're asking me for the money? Yeah. Absolutely not. And her mom's like, please, like, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. I insist. And Julia's like, fine, here's seven grand. On Monday, of course, Julia does not get her money back. And Nelson is like, I promise I'm going to get it to you. Days pass, days pass. There's always a new excuse. He eventually tells Rochelle, the mom, that he is in the hospital for heart problems. Julia, the daughter, is like, I call bullshit on this. She calls the hospital, says she's Nelson's daughter. And they're like, we don't have a patient here under that name. And Rochelle, the mom... When she later calls up, Nelson is like, what the fuck? He's like, oh, yeah, of course they would have told. It's very Anna Delvey in my brain, but he's not from that country, wherever Anna Delvey's from. He's like, "Uh, I was on the VIP floor of the hospital. And they like don't. And it's like hospitals don't have VIP floors, you fucking bitch. So a month goes by. Nelson never pays back that money. And Rochelle, the mom, is like, I'm just going to pay back the $7,000 for you to my daughter because this is bullshit. And Julia is like, who the fuck is this fake ass guy? And she meets up. This is the story she tells to her writer friend. And she's like, this is the fakest fucking name I've ever heard. Who is this guy? They start to dig and they find a woman named Christy. And we're jumping back to the summer of 2000. Mm. Britney Remember? Spears is on the radio. Like millennial, <laughs> I'm about to go into high already school. Already happened. I yeah, out. we're pre 9/11. I mean, I'm like, about to go. I was into getting ready for my bar mitzvah. Delight. You didn't invite me. It's fine. <laughs> Whoa. We weren't friends like <laughs> that. Close to friends we in middle school. It's fine. So, summer 2000. 49-year-old Christy is a personal trainer, aspiring writer on the Upper East Side. She just got dumped by a guy that she definitely thought she was about to marry and she's struggling with money and she's just like in a bad spot and she decides to call up her friend and she's like let's go to Campagnola which is a fancy Italian B-list celebrity sighting restaurant and her and her friend are at the bar and they spy a hot guy from across the way right Chrissy makes eye contact with this dude with a copious amount of hair on his head Uh 
and he's so this was just everyone years is prior obsessed so with is his hair 50 something we, yes did you find a picture and she's yeah i mean you can look it up um, you got nice hair i haven't even looked at it yet. Okay. i bet okay. it's pretty good yeah that's good if hair. they keep mentioning it it's he's gotta got be yeah you know they're both in their late 40s early 50s sure and he comes over and introduces himself and his name is he says my name is nelson Cone, C-O-U-N-N-E. Cone, I assume. Kyun. Kyun. He's like, I'm a businessman. I'm an art dealer. She's like, tight, I'm into you. Let's date. So they're dating. Nelson tells him about his various, his various houses again, his work, his travels, his business park partner Jack who lives in Europe he tells her he got a purple heart from Vietnam he told her all these private things about his life because he felt close to her mm-hmm. and she is eating it all up and he was sweet and romantic but over time she kind of also realized that he could turn on a dime like screaming at her for various like things like when she disagreed with him he would overly like freak out about stuff like he burned something one time and she was like you burn that and he was like and lashes out um interesting interesting right interesting he also really knew how to like hit her right in the self-esteem where it hurts she was working on a screenplay because she was a writer and he was like sylvester stallone wrote rocky in four days what's the matter with you and she was like well that's a fucking shitty thing to say so they're still dating at the end of the summer nelson gives christy an engagement ring and the engagement ring is way too big for her finger and she's like i'm engaged and then she admits that she didn't really believe it. It seemed too fast and too weird. And she just wanted to have that kind of idea fantasy. And Nelson was giving her this fantasy. Mm-hmm. Shortly after this engagement, Nelson tells Christy that he has an investment opportunity to, for her. Oh my God, how convenient. Mm-hmm. I She's love it when like, my engagements are followed up by an investment, an investment opportunity. opportunity. <laughs> He's like, give me $1,000, which for her was a good part of her savings. Yeah. And it's $1,000. Like, that's a lot of money. He's like, I'm going to flip it and you're going to get 10 times back what you're giving me in just a few no, days. No, no, no. Turns out that didn't happen. So weird. And he's like, actually, we need more money. And she's like, okay. He convinces her. She's now at this point, she's giving him about $5,000. And none of it's coming back. And every time she asks, asks him for her money back, he gets fucking enraged and starts to go after her and go after her self-esteem and do all that crazy gaslighty shit so he's like i need even more money and convinces her and she goes to the bank to withdraw money for him from her account and while she's taking out the money and he's telling the bank person where it's supposed to go right and she hears him say it's going to someone named virginia and christy's like who the fuck is virginia that's suspicious that's weird. That's weird. They've been dating over the sun- summer. The holidays are coming. Christy and Nelson are making plans to go to Europe. And at the last minute, he calls and cancels and says he's sick. He has colon cancer, he tells her. He's at New York Presbyterian Hospital, and he doesn't want Christy to come visit her. 
she's like, okay, well, she tries calling the hospital a couple, couple times afterwards. They're like, guess what? He's not a patient. <sighs> That's his thing. Of course. Show, to just and go to the hospital. she doesn't hear from him for days and she's starting to get worried. And the whole thing feels strange, but she's too upset by the idea of him being like, actually, she's like, holy shit, this guy I love has colon cancer. And it's kind of overshadowing these red flags. And Nelson finally calls her a few days later and she could hear piano music in the background while he's talking to her. And she's like, what the fuck is that? And he's like, I'm on the VIP floor, which mm. is why they said I wasn't a patient. And sometimes they have live music at the hospital what a fun for hospital. the VIP. Yeah, there. There. <laughs> yeah. yeah, where is it? I guess Christy keeps on buying it. Uh, months later, she opens a drawer and at her house and realizes that a diamond ring she had owned for a long time is missing. She also puts that in the back of her mind. She's like, I can't assume that it's Nelson. Like I love this guy. She just keeps brushing away those red flags. One day Christy gets a call from another woman and this woman is named Elaine. And in the course of the relationship with Nelson, Christy had heard him mention a woman named Elaine as a friend who would frequently complain about and Christy and Elaine while they're talking piece together that hey we're dating the same guy mm -hmm. and Elaine is like out of tens of thousands of dollars from Nelson that she's also missing this like diamond necklace that was an heirloom and Christy and Elaine are like you know what we're gonna figure out who this fucking guy is so now he dropped it in the bottom of the ocean I know he, he threw it in the bottom of the ocean in the end so they are like who the fuck is Nelson and Christy and Elaine dig up that his father, Jack, might have been tied to the mob in the 80s. Mm. Nelson had been indicted for murder of a jewelry do dealer. He was later acquitted. And both of these women have heard of that girl, Virginia, mm. who when Christy was transferring money, he was like transferring to Virginia. Right. 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 And they're like, who is this fucking Virginia woman? Is she another woman who is being victimized by this piece of shit dude? And they learn that her first her full name is Virginia Gregory. And she was an actress who works at a restaurant called Eli's. And Christy and Elaine are like, we're going to Eli's. And they go to the bar and they watch Virginia as she's like serving drinks. She's like a cocktail waitress actress. And Elaine notices that Virginia is wearing a necklace with a charm on it that Elaine believed was hers. Oh, man. And they're like, that's fucking suspicious. So Christy and Elaine are like, fuck this. We're calling the district attorney of Manhattan. Ooh. And <laughs> they start to go to the top. Yeah. I mean, he's stolen things. I agree. You just don't want to call the normal cops. Yeah. So they, the district attorney starts building a case against Nelson. And while this is happening, Christy continues to date Nelson to get more and more information from him. And she starts taking notes and the writer talks about how the notes are very like Nancy Drew mixed with a romance novel. And she kind of talks shit about Elaine because Christy and Elaine, while they are paired together, Christy is still dating Nelson and Elaine is kind of like a scorned lover still. So they don't necessarily get along all the time. <laughs> it, the notes apparently were pretty funny. 
In the fall of 2001, after about a year of dating Nelson, Christy breaks things off with him. And she's like, I never want to see you again. He had never repaid any of the money that she lent him. And he's like, please meet me somewhere, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, yeah, fucking right. Like, you might kill me. No way. And soon after her breaking it off with him, the assistant district attorney indicts Nelson on two counts of grand larceny. He pleads guilty and is sentenced to a year in prison. Like, that's it. Nothing. Right. Because it wasn't that that much money in the grand scheme of things. It was less than like a hundred thousand well, dollars. What's so crazy about these stories is like you're asking someone to give you money, yeah. so it's not really like yeah. on your name, They're and it's really it to hard you. to like pin down a chargeable offense. Right. That's what the Tinder swindler guy. Yeah. They like couldn't exactly. find a They're way like, to. The credit cards were in your name. You took out these loans. Yeah. It's yeah. Oh, it's like the most evil. It is. Yeah. Males. Males. So <laughs> jumping forward again to November 2018 with Rochelle, the mom. Yes. And Nelson dating. It's the weekend of Thanksgiving. She's with Julia, her daughter, and Julia's boyfriend at the time. His name is Nate. Julia is like real pissed about Nelson and her still date Nelson and Rochelle still dating. She's talking to Nate about it. And Nate's like, I'm with you. We got to figure out what the hell is going on. And one night at dinner, Nate snags Rochelle's phone and he goes to the bathroom and starts taking pictures of his dick, the text messages, <laughs> the text messages. between <laughs> Rochelle and Nelson. And these text messages indicated that Nelson didn't just owe her that seven grand. He owed her over $60,000. And her text said, just let me know how you're planning to deliver me my money. Rochelle had texted to Nelson. And during the exchange over text, he had grown super irate. Rochelle never said anything to Julia, her daughter, about this, of course. Like, he I feel bad because, like, I think my mom, you know, she's probably embarrassed. This yeah. guy has $60,000 yeah. that oh, you've never, given him. I would never say shit. So Julia sees this, you know, her boyfriend yeah. had taken the pictures of the text and Julia, she's a lawyer. And Julia's like, this is so fucked up. She starts calling people to ask for advice. And somebody puts her in touch with a New York based private investigator. Yes. And the PI digs up that Nelson's Nelson Roth's real name was Nelson Cone or C O U N N E, which is what Christy had thought his name was. He doesn't live in a lavish apartment near the park. Of course not. He lived on 82nd street in a walk up with somebody named Virginia Gregory. The PI says Nelson has been convicted for grand larceny on at least three separate occasions in 2001 with our girls, yep. Christy and Elaine, yep. in 2004 and in 2007, each time for leading people to believe they were investing money in a potentially lucrative business. The PI also discovers a report about a murder charge in 1987, which we knew about. He was acquitted. So Julia is like, I'm also going to call the assistant DA who tried to indict Nelson. And his name is Raymond Costello. And Costello says that the behavior of this Nelson Roth sounds exactly like 
Nelson Cone or whatever. And she's like, what about this murder charge? And now or Costello explains that he had been acquitted. But three years later, Nelson, when he was 37, is fucking shot in what appeared to be an attempt like on his life. He shot multiple times in the chest while walking out of an apartment building. And there was an officer witness and he said it looked like a hit. The jeweler's family that they thought he had murdered said, oh, yeah, that's like karma. Mm. Mm -hmm. So Julia gets some of these documents. She gets all our evidence. She takes it to her mom, Rochelle, and she's like, mom, he's a fucking piece of shit. You have to get rid of this dude. He is a total scammer. And her and her mom are at dinner. They have a few more drinks and they're like, you know what? (laughs) Let's take a cab to 82nd Street where Virginia Gregory lives. And it says that he lives there. And they go inside and they put a note and a New York Daily News article about Nelson's 1987 murder charge on the entryway. And then they fucking leave and they're like, hee hee hee. That's oh, some that's like some shit I would do. Yes, a hundred percent. When they said that, I was like, Lisa and I would have done that uh, so yes. hard. Yes. We're fans of the drive by. We love a drive by. <laughs> yeah, we love a drive by. <laughs> So a few that days later, caves, yes, a few days later, Rochelle, the mom contacts the DA's office to talk. And she at this point has 30 missed calls from Nelson and he leaves her all these creepy voicemails. One of them is like, I never told you I was a good guy and like all this stuff. And she eventually calls him back and she's like, you have to give me all my money back. Yeah, I'm talking to the fucking D.A., you piece of shit. And he actually sends her a check that clears for twenty five thousand dollars, which is less than the sixty thousand that she owed her. But something. Yeah, it's at least something. So it's impossible to say how many people Nelson Kuhn scammed. Of the ones that have been reported, it's roughly around $184,000-ish in cash and jewelry from about five different people. So it's kind of safe to say also, based on his living situation, like he's never been fully high on the horse, right? Just mooching off of women. So Katie and Elaine were people who pursued criminal charges against him, yes. But they think there's a lot of victims out there that didn't want to come forward because like I said, they were fucking embarrassed that these, this guy swindled them out of all this money. Mm -hmm. One of them is an anonymous woman who we're going to call Ethel and Ethel met Nelson in 1992 on her 46th birthday. She was 46 and Nelson comes over that night. Ethel is newly divorced. She's going through rough times. Same old, same. He starts to con her out of money. But Ethel is Jewish. And he's like, I can't take you out to my business dinners because my German associates wouldn't approve. <gasps> Dick. Fuck. In you. 92. Yeah. I mean, just disgusting. And Ethel is like at this dude's beck and call because she's, you know, she's like getting shown affection for the first time ever, basically. I am enraged. I know. He moves in. He borrows all this money and he borrowed so much money from her that she can't keep paying her mortgage payments. And she fucking loses her own house trying to help 
this piece of shit dude. And every time she would bring it up to him, he would belittle her and tell her, like, you know, you're a piece of shit. You fucking suck. This is why. Blah, 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 blah. So Ethel is fucked. Christy and Elaine are aware of this woman. And they're like, what if this Virginia woman is actually the woman who's been in the longest con on accident with this guy? And she's like, Ethel. And she just can't fucking get rid of this guy. And that's a big thing, too, because it's like you're in the hole so deep how do you come back from that? Well, You're like, how else am I going to get my money back unless this guy is around? If I kick yeah. him out, I'm never going to get my shit back. That's yeah. true. I you also, know? yeah, I want to know more about Virginia. Yeah. Oh, so, I, I need Is to she know. in the con with him? Is she her, so, his daughter? That's what I was thinking at first. Same. Christy her mom? hears that Virginia hasn't paid rent in a few months. And she's like, oh no, is she about to be evicted? evicted is she nelson's longest running mark is she in on the scam though who knows and in july of 2021 the writer visits virginia gregory's apartment that same one that they had gone mm -hmm. to and she's trying to get answers to these questions because she had tried to call Virginia and she never answered. She goes over and the outermost door to her building is open and she's able to get in. And on her mailbox, there are two names listed, V Gregory and N Coon. And Virginia was home. And again, she declines to speak with the writer of the article about Nelson. It took Ethel almost a decade to kick Nelson out of her life for good. She had lost approximately $750,000. Holy <gasps> shit. And <sighs> so the implication is that this woman, Virginia, might be Ethel now. Oh. Because he's living there, and he had been living with Ethel. Oh. And Virginia will not talk about it to this day. Oh. And... That's weird, though. That's basically all of yeah, it are they like both sinking and they've decided to like use his good looks and charm to like hair. get money yeah well you know they noticed that ethel was or that virginia had been wearing something yeah no i know and that happened a couple times yeah. but also virginia i mean at this point is like is she like just playing dumb because she doesn't want to admit it to herself that this guy is stealing things from other women kind of deal the ad or the da can't comment or confirm active cases against nelson but as of now rochelle and christie's case hasn't been filed against him in april 2022 the writer finally makes contact with nelson by phone and he has a super thick new york accent he's gregarious and frank and he admits that he had hurt people he quote i feel terrible shame but he took issue with the notion that he had scammed anyone he said every time he took money it was for a real deal that he thought he could pull off or something that he believed was real but it never ever panned out for anyone it's, not my it's fault. like gambling and he said, quote, but I failed 95% of the time. But I think he was also yeah. nailing. He says that he never stole anyone's jewelry. 
He never claimed to have a business partner, a purple. Oh, yeah. At one point, he claimed he had a purple heart. I don't know if I said that. You did. He did say that. Okay. He claimed to have a purple heart. He never claimed. He says he never claimed that he had houses in Europe or anywhere else. He denies he ever gave Christy an engagement ring or that he ever told her he had colon cancer. He also denies that... (laughs) anything about VIP hospital rooms. When she asked Nelson if he was still after his piece of the sky, (laughs) he was adamant that he was not. He said, I'm finished with it. This thing is over for me. And yet recent sightings suggest that he might be playing the same fucking game. A few months after the incident in Connecticut, Ethel's sister met a friend for an outdoor dinner at a restaurant in Greenwich and there sitting at a table with a fucking martini was Ethel's old scammer boyfriend, Nelson. And there was no mistaking him. He was dressed fancy and with his big fucking head of hair talking loudly. And the two of them locked eyes for a moment. And then she watched as he just ordered more drinks throughout the dinner. Stolen valor, motherfucker. That's totally Ethel is Virginia. Yeah, I think Ethel's the OG Virginia, maybe. Or, yeah. And I just... Ethel, Virginia. I got to say, that article... It's not too, too long. It's fun. Uh, The girl wrote it very well. I loved it. So thank you so much to Lauren Markham and the New Yorker. Um, Okay, ladies, what have we learned? Never lend anyone money. Ever. Ever, ever, ever. Not for a deal. No, I just say don't lend them money. I'm going to be honest. I would lend (laughs) either of you money. Okay, what would yeah. your limit be, though? Oh, I think like, I've got a hard stop at five or ten. I would K. say five grand. Yeah. But I would, but for you, it would be like, you know, like, oh, my God, I'm really hard. I need this exact amount of money for rent for one yeah, month. Yeah, like, take I've it. I've lent friends money for rent before. Yeah. Male friends. Hundred per, mm, hundred. And gotten paid back. When you say male. Quickly. Friends. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was when I used to work at the bar. Yeah. yeah. Dad used to lend people money all the fucking time I, at the bar. I used to do it constantly. Yeah. yeah. But I it mean, is like mm-hmm. if I'm dating somebody and within, what, six months, they're asking me for that amount. No, go fuck yourself. Yeah. I'm Also, done. like, I have to make a transaction. Yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah. the weekend. Oh, like, I'll pay you back on Monday. Yeah. I'll buy you the money. Well, it's that... That tender swindler guy, he would like call that first girl and be oh, like, yeah. mm-hmm. nowhere near her, begging via like WhatsApp. Yeah, yeah. Like wire well, anything like wiring. Like sim- come on. See, but that's the fucked up part is that you know you're using money to pay Paul, yes. and you're taking like you know if and I had been on a fucking yeah. yeah yes Peter to pay Paul whatever I said yeah and but if I was taking like a private jet I don't know that would sway me a little but I'd also be like 
are you not really rich if you're just asking me? Like, why don't you go ask your parents? That's the other thing. You were you diamond. What? Like, you were loaning era. money to bartenders. Yeah, right? that's true. And, and that's I was like, honestly, oh, I know agreed. you're working tomorrow that's, night. And like with exactly. your dad. Yeah. Like, same thing. But like, you know their situation. I wouldn't need like my eyes on. Where is your mansion? Show me everything yeah. in it. Why haven't I been to your giant that's, house? Yes. This whole story. They never went to his. No. I'll give you money. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I know exactly how I much live your in rent the same is. Apartment. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. Oh like, yeah. And I you're get it. when you lived in the comedy complex. Yes. Yeah. Sandstone R. Yes. Does it's, it not exist anymore? It does, but it's called something else. Oh. I don't know. Did even they know. fix the fucking driveway? That's what I remember about going there. It is a hell of a it driveway. Is when did you go there? For you. <laughs> You went to my apartment? I don't think I went inside, but I'm pretty sure I picked you up at some point. And I remember being like, this driveway is insane. It's a nightmare. It's yeah. a nightmare. Well, Sorry, I know that was a long one. but No, you're good because mine is a little phoned in. And for the listeners, it's because I went to brunch with my biological mother. So like, I have my own weird yeah, brunch you that weird. I actually You've had an had. actual weird brunch before coming. Um, but we were talking about places to live. Yes. And various kinds. And, uh, we were talking about renting, Mm -hmm. things like that. Mm -hmm. So I'd also like to talk about renting and places to live. Okay. Uh, so June 16th, 1785. Oh, Bong bong. Both of ours a long time ago. Everyone's I favorite know. time. I know. We all remember 1785. America, new baby, just yeah. born. June 16th, 1785, in London. We are, imagine yourself, close your eyes, and mm-hmm. imagine yourselves at the corner of Compton and Greek Street. You all were. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, Compton gives different vibes for me, mm-hmm. but I know it's mm-hmm. it's not Compton, the same. London. Yeah, yeah no, it's, it's more like same. Bill Compton, mm-hmm. the, I'm thinking the like, vampire. Mm, mm-hmm. Not, not uh, you know, it's the evening time. Mm-hmm. Shopkeepers are closing up their doors. Windows are opening. It's warm. It's June. It's warm. And you gotta let the. I'm in London, and it's warm. You gotta get some air. It's mm-hmm. stinky. Mm-hmm. Oh, th- I can only imagine. I don't know that London stink. has gotten through. It's, true. Yeah, it's still stinky. No I've never been. I can only assume. <laughs> so Compton Greek Street, second floor. Hannah. It, this is uh, Hannah Barker's house. She owns it. She's renting it out to people. And Mary Gay uh, has put her son to bed. She's tidying up the home, as you do. Mm-hmm. Single mom, mm-hmm. I'm assuming. I'm making a gross assumption there. She opens the closet, probably to put up a jacket or something, right? Or sure. some, some little tiny kid shoes. She opens the closet. What? A fire? <laughs> a closet fire. A closet fire. <laughs> her neighbor, he's a candle maker, is oh. her neighbor. And mm. so guess what had happened? He fucked up. Too many candles lit. lit at the same time. I'm assuming. Yes. There's no definition <laughs> Hundreds of, of what happened. <laughs> I can only assume that some wicks went in the wrong places. So <laughs> don't dip your like, wick in the company ink. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yikes. Right. So um, it, this turns into a night long battle to like save people, save their thing. Like the, a lot of people live in this area in mm-hmm. this little in this little it's building all on top of each other. Yeah. And she's on the second floor of, I think, three or four. Th- that fire's going up. That's mm-hmm. more than ha- like they've got to get people out. So 
Um, and I don't know if you have seen my next guest needs no introduction mm, yeah. um, with David, David Letterman. Letterman. Yeah. And that's what happens. So they have a night long battle to save these people. Fifteen houses were destroyed. Um, but the charitable response happened within like 24 to 48 hours. Mm. And it was greater than or equal to. No, it was more than twin, 200,000 pounds today that's a lot that is a lot yeah it's a lot and that's insanely helpful and i wish people did more of that so this was a bougie area of town a little bit everything was kind of like three stories with two rooms per floor there was a basement a garret i don't know what it is but i like saying garret garret he's Tell my us. friend yeah there's family homes these are businesses and then outside of like the family owned and lived in homes there's lodgers so these are people that are mm. renting they're paying renting cash yeah they're paying cash and it's usually weekly so out of the 85 claimants from this fire 16 of them were homeowners 29 of them were servants either for homes or for businesses mm-hmm. and then 40 were lodgers representing 65 individuals, so mm-hmm. the children. So the biggest majority is lodgers or renters. Right. A late 17th century statistician, Gregory King, with that name, what the fuck else are you going to do? Mm. He estimates that 42.5 thousand lodgers were in London around that time, which is 8% of London residents, which is a kind of, I, yeah. I don't know. I think that's a large amount because like lot. renting was a pretty new thing mm-hmm. around that time. Mm-hmm. The rental area was the Royal Exchange, Westminster's Centrical, Fleet Street. There it is. The Demon Barber Fleet Street. That's Sweeney Todd shit right there. It is. Mm. It is. They were also in Covent Garden and Soho. As the suburbs grew, lodgers become more and more part of the population in London proper, except like the the bougie areas, right? Like same yeah. as any yeah yeah of course any city. So they would mostly find lodging through referrals and quote the tramp. Mm. What is the trap? Can you tell me what you think the tramp means? Referrals in the trap. The tramp, um, not the trap. Wait, tramp? Tramp. Thinking like, like an underground referral network. Okay. Yeah. I was kind of shocked by what it meant. So I'm, I'm, I'm with asking. Rebby on that. Okay. It's there. The tramp was when you would walk the streets and look for cards and windows that said that there was a vacancy and oh. then you would knock on the door. Hmm. So a tramp, like when I think of Lady and the Tramp, I'm like, oh, a busky boy, like a right. boy dog. Like Tromp, Tromp le Roy. It's like a French Tromp means mm-hmm. to walk. Yeah. So. Well, and that makes sense to me now. But when I read this, I was like, hold up the what? Some of the signs that they would be looking for board and lodging wanted for a gentleman and his wife board and lodging in a reputable private regular family in any airy street within the city they want the, their dinks they're trying to find them uh-huh or double income no kids that's what dinks means double income no kids yeah. mm. d-i-n-k mm. john and i we're all dinks actually we are <laughs> so the other end 
of these like cards in the windows would be lodgings for a single gentleman, most desirable, first floor, genteely furnished in a small private family. The drawing room fronts the River Tame. Very Sounds contiguous. Nice. It does. To the, yeah, the <laughs> one before with the wife sounded like trash. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about it, London. So then as London grows, suburbs grow, we're starting to see these lodgers everywhere. Uh, They're finding a lot of these lodgers are moving more frequently than others. So like I said, it was kind of a week to week basis. So one of these uh, in November of 1763, Scott James Boswell, who would become the biographer of Samuel Johnson, took three rooms in Downing Street with Mr. and Mrs. Terry for 40 guineas a year. Almost immediately, he decided those costs are too excessive. So he went and found one that was cheaper and then brought it to that. Like it was a, hey, these people will give me this for this. What's up? How and much so is that? Samuel Johnson 40 guineas. was an English writer, prolific. Ooh, he looks like Johnson's Dictionary was he a, big, looks like a big one. <laughs> and how much is 40 <laughs> guineas? John Belushi yeah, would look out? like now. You know what? Bitch. If you're British, <laughs> tell us. Email, us. email me. Do not contact us. <laughs> if it comes way. from dot .uk, I swear to God. Send us a fucking email, you pervert. Look at this. This is like a guinea. One Troy pound is 11 twelfths. Yeah. Like, you, don't ever you talk it. to me about that we type don't. of shit. This other guy, Samuel Kerwin, he was a merchant from Salem, Massachusetts. Heard of it? They hate women. He was loyal to British rule during the American Re- Revolutionary War. Whitney. He was Samuel. loyal to the Brits? Yes. No, thank you. Whitney. <laughs> Samuel Kerwin. <laughs> Whitney's best friend, (laughs) British fan in America. He goes from Massachusetts and he seeks sanctuary in England. He stayed from 75 to 84. This is 17. Got it. Thank you. Uh, In that nine year span, he moved lodgings at least 34 times. I mean, I guess he didn't have shit back then. You're just like, I got a briefcase. Well, and (laughs) And two outfits. (laughs) Yeah, I have some sheets. All of these were furnished. No sheets. These were all furnished. His journal records a, quote, roller coaster of excitement at a new room, quote, conveniently large and time my own, free from interruption, landlady, excellent tempered. Oh, I'm glad you judged the lady's feeling. Followed by growing disenchantment with hosts, uncommonly rude and indecent. And fellow lodgers, a caterwauling child crying, or a person who, quote, disturbed me with German flutes. So there were other celebrities that liked this rental situation. So Boswell and, oh, wait, I fucking forgot this guy. So others were moving around for, like, more fucked up reasons. There was a poet, Percy Shelley. Uh, mm-hmm. And his marriage was a failure. He uh, flitted with a lover, Mary Godwin, from lodging to lodging. Uh, what a romantic life. Let's move, bitch. Staying at at least nine addresses between September 
1814 and May 1816, leaving a trail of unpaid rent and bailiffs acting for his angry wife. What a bitch. So lodging back then meant that the hosts gave up their rooms to their in their homes for strangers. So that's like when you're on Airbnb and it's not like a full, mm. you know what I mean? I did that you once. Get a room and a I would bathroom. never. So I awkward. Would never. You could yeah, not I pay couldn't me to It was there. like a last minute thing. I would never. So they, you know, they were gaining extra income. This was totally fine for them. But uh, they had to live in a limited multi-purpose space. So there's artists that have more like, you know, modest rooms. Uh, they had a couple of them, though. So like one of them was like a welcome room, like look at all of our art. And the other mm-hmm. one was like a working space mm-hmm. where they also slept, cooked and ate. So like it was a very... That's such an artist dream. So why was lodging attractive if it, you're like thrown into these worlds where you're like next to people and like that wasn't really a, a thing back then. So like why was this attractive? It was the flexibility. Uh, it's super easy to, to move and to negotiate because you're dealing with like one person. You're not dealing with like a rental company or like, you know, any kind of regulations at that point. And so it was really easy to move, renegotiate. This suited those that had incomes that were kind of like, well, what's happening? And it's also mm-hmm. the late 1700s and everything is happening and you don't know what's next. In the 1790s, Francis Place, an ambitious young tailor and radical. I like to sew clothes and fight the good fight on the weekend. Love it. Moved with his family and his income fluctuated, shifting between one room, a room with a curtain screening... Uh, the bed and the relative spaciousness of a room plus windowed closet like what a growth oh, pattern nice flexibility appealed to writers ac- artists actors uh 1737 samuel johnson arrived penniless in london seeking a living by his uh author yeah by being an author which a living by being an author is extremely hard now much less back then and he recalled a friend's advice so on 30 pounds a year the budget was 18 d no you know what we're getting into math we're gonna go right path past that path the math lodging was also a carefree avoiding responsibility from home maintenance it's really the the reason people should rent in my opinion, like if something goes wrong, you just make a phone call. Mm-hmm. That ain't on you. A liability to serve in parish offices or pay most taxes. So I guess back then, if you were to get a jury summons, but you were a renter. You could pass it on to your landowner. Well, you, you just wouldn't get it. Right. You're like, right. I don't actually. So I kind the of landlord would get it. Yeah. It's not for you. It's not for me. I don't want that. Cozy fireside chats and pints of ale may have defined many landlord-tenant relationships in the 18th century, but even in its golden age of lodging, acrimony and breakup was only a drunken party away. So I think we should maybe go back to this. I'm down. I mean... Let's just pay 40 bucks a year to live in a little room of a yeah, house. Or like, done. I'd save so much money. Oh, my God. That sounds fun. Yeah, and nice. it's, like, kind of cute. It's, like, kind of cute, kind of quaint, right? Kind of cute. Yeah. Like, yeah. And quaint. 
Like, I'll sit in your parlor. You're going to feed me? Give me anchovies. Feed me anchovies. And beer. Delicious. It's salty and the beer is warm. Mm. Then just all of this just sounds like such a delightful, positive experience overall. Well, because back then people were like, the only entertainment was other people and like speaking and playing cards. Yeah. People would be like, no, I'd no, be no, like, no, no. Rebby's coming over and she's going to play the Vitrola for us. <gasps> I would. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure Vitrola but is I don't know like a okay. record player. Mm, I think it so. is. So <laughs> these people would go home every night to what we call a house party. A little bit. Yeah, I think so. But they probably also are like, well, I bet people stayed up late too, Ben. Yeah. Maybe. What's time if I've I mean, got a I candle? I would go to bed. Yeah. We have so many candles. It's only the time that the candle will burn because... That's true. Candles it's out. True. It's bedtime. Ugh. While well, neons. I'm sorry. We're done, though. Yes. We, we have to be done because we're at almost... I also have to two go. Two hours, 15 minutes. Even though I love y'all. Yeah. Um. So thank you for listening. Please rate us on HotOrNot.com, especially Lisa. Yeah. I need it. She needs the validation. Um and yeah, write us. Tell us about all tell us don't tell us anything. Tell all your friends. How about that? And uh yeah, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.